You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. This week has flown by. Is that, as a matter of fact, the whole bye week, even last week, flew by. I can't believe we're uh, playing again, literally, in less uh, less than 48 hours from the time we're recording. Yeah, it, it, it really has gone by fast. I mean, it's, it's kind of bizarre. Um, now, Jimmy, I spent most of my day in a mediation, which I've never done before. I'm not a lawyer. I was uh, involved in the mediation, and this is—I don't know how you guys do it. This this was so painful and awful. Um, but speaking of mediation, just to, to lead off with something that ties into that, uh, I saw where Tennessee concluded its its uh, investigation, internal investigation. And is determined that uh, there will be no bowl band and there's really not any issue going on here, which is weird because they fired Jeremy Pruitt with cause. So I'd have a feeling that Jeremy Pruitt is going to be like, okay, y'all owe me a boatload of money real quick. (laughs) And uh, that is super interesting in the sense that, uh, and again, I don't know all the details. I'm anxious to hear all the details. And I'm not saying that there would be a change made at defensive coordinator because how would I know that? But I would say that if Jeremy Pruitt's NCA situation at UT is clear and his litigation with UT is settled and this all happens within the next, let's say, 30 to 40 days, uh, he would be an enticing defensive coordinator candidate, I believe. I'm I'm right there with you. So I'm kind of hoping that Tennessee determines, okay, hey, yeah, you didn't do nothing wrong, man, and uh, end up at Alabama. I think that's great. Uh, in other non-Alabama oh, SEC Oh, and how about this? Oh, uh, uh, you know that thing we fired you for? Oops, we were yeah. wrong. That's Oops, nice. we did it again. <laughs> um, <laughs> meanwhile, uh, Adam Anderson from Georgia yeesh. is – yeesh. Uh, that's not good. That's not good for no. Uh And finally, not, before we get into predictions, and then, before we get into predictions in the next segment, um, Alabama landed another basketball recruit in Nick Pringle. Ironically, this podcast, when it was called Talking Tuscaloosa, was brought to you by Pringles in an imaginary fashion. They didn't know they brought it to you, but we knew it. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to be pulling for it. Yes, this could be my favorite, uh, my favorite basketball player, and 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 a good, good hot minute. Uh, that's that is that's something else. Uh, here, here's the thing. Let, let's be honest, because uh, we're, we're honest. On, yep. Let me stop you real quick. A good hot minute. I think that's the name of your high school sex tape, isn't it? <laughs> well, uh, good and hot didn't apply. Maybe the minute did. <laughs> And it was two tapes. <laughs> you had to combine but, uh, them to get that minute. <laughs> but we're honest here at uh, obviously, yeah. obviously yeah. at uh, Locked on Bama. And here's what's really interesting to me about the Nick Pringle commitment is, look, uh, Alabama recruited a five-star 
inside guy, big guy, Jairus Walker, very hard. They would really have liked to assign him. He was a high priority. He's a teammate of Jaden Bradley, who's already committed to Alabama. And they tried to get Jairus Walker, and Jairus Walker chose Houston, which is fine. Very, very good program, very good coach. And we always understand when a kid chooses something else. That's fine. Uh, what was interesting is that kid chooses somewhere else, and then all of a sudden us uh, recruit Knicks find out that we are far more involved with Nick Pringle than we earlier knew. And to me, when you add the two and two there, it sort of makes mathematical sense that uh, we didn't get Jairus Walker, so we took Pringle. And in previous years in Alabama basketball, I'm just being totally honest from you know Luke and I who would know a few things from the inside, in previous years under previous staffs, we would aim high and then not get the kids sometimes. And when we didn't get the kid we aimed high for, we would take, let's say, an in-state kid that chose Alabama over UAB. The yeah. fact that Nate Oates now falls back on the number one junior college power forward in the country. See, that, that's in so many ways – it's almost like the biggest story of the whole recruiting class to me. I know everybody else will say, look, there's two five stars, and that is unbelievable. It's, it's totally unbelievable. But what's even more unbelievable to me is, are you telling me Plan B is the number one junior college power forward in the whole country? That's a Plan B? Because that kid, for, for, for most of the history of Alabama basketball, has been a Plan A+. Plus. And, and, and now we have those plan B's and I'm not trying to, uh, you know, to, to insult the kid in any way. He's clearly a fantastic prospect. I'm just saying that, Hey, look what Nate Oates is doing. This is what Nate Oates is doing. It, it, it's, it's unbelievable. We're recruiting alongside the big boys, uh, North Carolina, Indiana, Kansas, Michigan state, Alabama. I mean, it's that, that clear to me. I dig it. Uh, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about McDonald's. I should have said I'm loving it instead of I'm digging it. I really should have done that. But this episode of Locked on Bama is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. It feels like McDonald's has been around longer than 1965, but whatever. Uh, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place where you look to stop on a long road trip. You always do. You know you do. You want to go there and refuel. Look, you can come in after a Little League game. You can stop into McDonald's after a big sporting event. You can connect to the Wi-Fi, even in the drive-thru. That's what's kind of cool. You can go there for your birthday parties. Little kids love that. The big kids do, too. I know Jimmy has a Big Mac party once a year, and he loves it. Uh, did you or someone you know ever work <laughs> at McDonald's? Yes, they did. A bunch of people I know worked at McDonald's. And um, look, if you've ever seen bingo night on Thursdays, at your local McDonald's, has that ever happened? Are they telling me to read that. I don't know that that's a thing, but maybe it is. I don't know. I'm loving it. Go to that's McDonald's. That's really a thing. I, it says if you've ever seen Bingo Night on Thursdays at your local McDonald's. No, I haven't. I don't know that was a thing, but I might just have to go there on 
well, recording this on Thursday night. Might be a little late for bingo, but um, whatever. I might have to go check that out. I'll just go there and get a McFlurry, though. I don't really want to play bingo. I'm loving it. Da, 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 da. Finding out that McDonald's has a bingo night on Thursday was not on my bingo card today. <laughs> that is that is not a joke. That is that is odd. I didn't realize that, but that's cool <laughs> if they're doing it. Oh, um, heck yeah. Oh, heck yeah. I'm, I'm in. I'm not just going to pick up my Big Mac for my Big Mac party, as you said. I'm, I'm, I'm playing a little bingo on my way out, picking up a few, right. few dollars. Jimmy, I want to rush through these predictions because I want to do all the non-Bama predictions, then save the last segment for Bama predictions. So without, like, I mean, seriously, like a one-sentence thing wow. if you want to say it. Um, which I know is almost impossible for you. But I figured if I say one sentence, you might limit it to three sentences. Whatever I was going to say, you were going to do three times out of mouth. So I'm trying to be um, realistic here. Missouri, Georgia, is there any reason to watch? No, Georgia. Thank you. Uh, Ohio State, Nebraska. Ohio State, slight chance of craziness. Ohio State's only minus 15. Is that a shock to you? No, uh, slight okay. chance of craziness in that game. I, I think Nebraska has enough dudes to – Nebraska pull an upset if Ohio State plays terrible, which, which is always possible. All right, here's two delicious ones in a row. Which one has the better shot of the upset? And this, this is kind of a stupid question, I guess, because – but I'm still going to go with it. Wake Forest at North Carolina – Wake Forest number nine or Liberty at number sixteen, Ole Miss. I think that's uh, a, I think that's a tougher question than than people are going to give it credit for. Uh, probably correct, but I, I think North Carolina is going to beat Wake Forest. Uh, two good quarterbacks in that game, uh, Howell and and Sam Hartman. A couple of a couple a couple of Sam Sam Hartman Sam Howell, and they're both they're both really good. I, I think North Carolina beats Wake Forest, uh, but but I. Even though Ole, has Ole Miss improved to the point they feel they can sleepwalk against anyone? I They're mean, only nine point favorites. Exactly. I think it's almost like a credit to to Ole Miss that people believe that Liberty can beat them. Uh, and, and I do realize that Liberty is better than their name. They have a high quality quarterback. There'll be scouts all over the place at this game because Malik Willis and Matt Corral are so highly valued by the NFL. Uh, uh, Ole Miss, but, but dudes, I mean, sometimes I'm amazed that Ole Miss can do what they do without dudes, but this Saturday, they got way more dudes in Liberty. And yeah, I, I, I will be astounded if uh, Ole Miss loses that game because I think Ole Miss is going to show up to play. Uh, they're not good enough to sleepwalk against anyone. I, I think North Carolina has a better chance to upset Wake than Liberty over Ole Miss. But frankly, uh, I won't be surprised if Wake wins again. I won't be astounded if Hugh Freeze and Liberty beat Ole Miss. That was way more than one sentence. Um, it was a long sentence. I never, I never put a period never in punctuated. That was one sentence. That was, that was one sentence. The, you're uh, defending – your lack of uh, brevity was more than one sentence. But anyway. Um, In my old career, I charged $200 an hour. Everybody's got to understand that. I can see you now, like, in the courtroom. Your Honor, my client is very, very 
very, 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 very sorry. Almost apologetic. If not, was sorry what I used? I meant apologetic. So let me start over. Let me read to you the United States Constitution. I do that all the time. Upset of the week, I think, if I remember, if I've listened to you in this podcast at all, Michigan State against Purdue. And Michigan State's only a three-point favorite? Uh, I'm just going to, just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Purdue wins. Okay. Auburn. Oh, Oh, this is tough. Second week in a row was tough. I had a hard time picking Auburn Ole Miss in the end. I said Auburn. And I remember saying, uh, by logic Ole Miss, by gut Auburn, because it's at Auburn. Uh, I'm going to go the other way here. Uh, I, here's, Texas A&M is a better football team than Auburn, and they're playing at home. A&M will win. They're a better football team. Okay. Now, let's do Kentucky hosting Tennessee. And Tennessee's a one-point favorite. That's crazy to me that Tennessee's favored, but at the same time, I sort of get it. And I saw a comment earlier tonight on Twitter that was – Really interesting that said if Tennessee and Florida played again, Tennessee would win the game. Yeah. And Florida beat the crap out of them back in September. Uh, I, I think Kentucky wins this game. Kentucky, uh, Tennessee's doing it with smoke and mirrors just a little bit. Kentucky does it with dudes. Uh, the shocker to me is I'm picking Kentucky to win because they have more good players than Tennessee. But Kentucky has more good players than Tennessee, and they'll win the game. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about betonline.ag. If you want to bet on any of the games that we're telling you about, go to betonline.ag, put your bet in, get that money in first. It's so easy. And you use promo code locked on, you get a 50% welcome bonus. That's 50% free money. So if you put in 100, you get to play 150. That's free money. Go check out betonline.ag. Use promo code locked on. You can bet on any college football game. You can bet uh, in game. You can bet on props. You can bet on college basketball, which is going to get kicked off here pretty shortly. I should say tipped off, I guess. You can bet on NFL football. You can bet on uh, major league futures since that's already over. You can bet on the NBA, whatever you want to bet on, even reality TV. Yeah, you can bet on that at betonline.ag. You can also play poker and play blackjack. It's even easier to get paid than it is to put money in. That's how easy it is. Super easy. Go to betonline.ag, use promo code locked on. Meanwhile, while you're getting everything set up on betonline.ag, grab yourself a built bar. These things are delicious, they're nutritious. I tell you this every single podcast, they're awesome. Built bars are fantastic. Go to built.com. You will love these things so much. I'm telling you, they're covered in chocolate. They get, you can get them in all, a multitude of flavors. And that's what's great. They'll have a flavor that'll suit you, man. I promise you. Yes, even you. What? You're, you're in the back like, me? I'm so picky about my bars. They'll be like, no, I got one for you. And you'll be like, oh, my God, this is it's awesome. Fantastic. Built.com to get these delicious, nutritious built bars. When in the box about how'd you hear about us, be sure to put locked on. Um, you could still get a discount on that. I'm not familiar if that promo code still works, but if it does, it's lo- promo code locked on. So go there, built.com, get you some built bars, tell them Luke sent you. All right, Jimmy, Bama LSU. Tell me about it. More than one sentence. Huh. Uh, Alabama big, 52 to 14, uh, in a game that's going to play out very similar to last year, had a very similar score. I think it's 55 17. Uh, a year ago, and Alabama got off to a big start. This is what I really like about this matchup is uh, Bryce Young and Alabama's receivers 
versus an LSU secondary, uh, which is besought by multiple injuries to key players and starters. I think it's a big night for Bryce. Big numbers from maybe maybe hundred yard game from JMO, hundred yard game from Mechie. Also watch for Jaleel Billingsley to get back in the good graces of the fans with a big game. LSU in multiple games this year has given up big nights to the opposing tight end, uh, and Billingsley is due for a big night. Uh, so Mech, JMO, Billingsley with big nights. Bryce reasserts himself in the Heisman campaign. Uh, Alabama just wipes out LSU 52-14. to 14. I read the practice report uh, from Go 24-7, Matthew Brune. Oh, what a name. B-R-U-N-E. Brune. Hmm. That sounds so proper. Um, but he was talking about, he said, look, here are my notes from practice. I'm just going to give you some highlights. He said, I went to watch the defensive backs because of all the injuries. To warm up, they combined the safeties and cornerbacks. And here's some names that I don't think very many people know about. Jay Ward. Dwight, Dwight McLaughlin, who I think at one time was committed to Alabama, uh, Rodarius Jones, Darren Evans, Cam Lewis, and Todd Harris. Uh, those aren't dudes that usually started LSU. And then he says the overall vibe of the practice was weird. It did seem more quiet than usual. Like I said, there were noticeably fewer players in action than in weeks past. Not a lot of shouting or yelling, good or bad, but still a lot of teaching from what I could tell. I watched the defense for a bit, then went over to the offense, and it was the same on both sides. Man, that is about the most depressing sounding. I mean, you go to practice and you're like, oh, they're playing football. They seem (laughs) rather indifferent about it. I mean, that is not the way to address taking on your biggest rival coming up. Yeah, uh, here, here's the, the thing. There's two things that can happen in this game, two things that I see that can happen. No, number one, which is the least likely of the two, LSU gets off to a good start. Something happens very early in the game, first possession, either team, pick six for LSU. Uh, LSU gets the ball on offense and has a big drive down the field and scores. LSU gets off to a good start. They then get fired up and have an us-against-the-world thing going on. Alabama sleepwalking through a game they're favored to win by over four touchdowns, uh, while at the same time LSU realizes we can save our season. We can turn this whole thing around. We'll be heroes, and they get off to a good start and keep it at least close through the whole four quarters. That's one possibility. Here's a more overwhelming possibility. Alabama gets off to a good start, probably with a big play through the air against that depleted LSU secondary. Alabama scores early. Alabama scores quickly. They get a three and out. They get the ball back. They score again. LSU quits. That, that, that's what I think is the highest possibility in this game is Alabama off to the quick start, LSU realizing we don't have the horses to compete with these guys and they're just staring up at the clock, waiting, counting down the minutes, and then get back on the bus and get to the plane and get out of here. I like the way you said that. It was almost like you were pitching a, a movie to a production studio. Like you went and said, okay, guys, here's, here's what we got. The, the, okay, Alabama gets off to a hot start in this game. LSU, you know, they're down on their luck. They got all these injuries. Alabama <laughs> starts rolling early, and they keep rolling. And then LSU quits. 
and they're like, okay, where's the big ending? No, no, that's it. They just quit. <laughs> that's it. It's it's two hours of Alabama beating the shit out of these guys. <laughs> I love uh, movie. I love no, that's great. I, I, love, I love happy picturing, I love picturing movie pitches. My favorite one is uh uh you know the 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 guy you're pitching it to the big movie movie uh you know the guy that owns the movie production company he's sitting there he's a big fat guy and he's got like this uh this uh five o'clock shadow and he he's not smoking a cigar but chewing on a cigar and his feet are up on the desk and this this guy comes in he's unexcited you can tell from the look on his face the fat guy with the, with chewing on the cigar has not heard a good idea in months and months and nobody's making any money and this guy walks in and he goes let me tell you about my movie and he's he's like uh-huh he said it's about a baby <laughs> he's like uh-huh and then the guy says but the baby is the boss boss <laughs> baby and the cigar just falls out of the guy's mouth it's like you've done this it again <laughs> this is um, it so By the way, I, I just saw this tweet all the time. I just saw this tweet from Wilson Alexander, who apparently is associated with LSU in some capacity. He said Mason Smith has been on crutches since Tuesday. Ed Orgeron said he's questionable to play against Alabama. Holy jeebus! If they lose Mason Smith too, um, yeah, this one could get out of hand. Um, but anyway, wow. Jim, yeah, Jimmy, I'm going to wow. say, I'm going to say fifty-five to three. I mean, I, I know fifty-five to three. Yeah, that's big asshole, Bammer. I know, I got it. Um, I I get it, but I think no, I, like I think this was. I think them going that way. So hey, and let's let's again. I'm not defending Orgeron in any way. It, it, he he was a bad hire in the first place. I I think one of the great philosophical debates I ever have with myself when LSU hired Orgeron to be the permanent head coach going forward. I thought at the time it was a ridiculous, terrible hire. We saw what he had done as a head coach at Ole Miss. It was a disaster. And I know it's easier to win at LSU, but I thought it was a disaster. Then he wins a national championship, and I'm like, boy, I couldn't have been more wrong about that. Boy, I, I had Orgeron pegged all wrong. And then we find out in 2021, no, I, I think I was right in the first place. Or was I? But my point is this. With LSU's injury situation – which is probably the worst I've ever heard. I can't recall any SEC team with the amount of injuries to frontline players that LSU has this season, and they fire the coach. I, I, I just get like, you've got to be kidding me. And now I get why they fired him. And the fact of the matter is, I don't think they really fired him because of the wins and losses. I think they fired him because of his off-the-field various behaviors. But – it sets a terrible precedent for me that literally your entire first team can get wiped out on offense and defense, and then they fire the coach. Um, that just never sits well with me at all. All right, Jimmy, I'm going to leave you with one other quote. I just saw this on Twitter. Um, Saban apparently was talking maybe on the radio show tonight, and he said, uh, this is from Michael Casagrande, which means Michael Big House. Um, Saban said he has a young family member who is in school and they were doing sounds every animal makes. They got to the duck and she said, Aflac. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, all right, buddy. 
Listen, you know, you know what that's funny. You know, you know what that's funnier than his Affleck commercials. That is true. His boy, his acting is downtown horrible. I mean, and the but the, they don't give him a lot to work with either. Like Dion comes in, he's like, "How do I get one of those coats?" And Saban just leans into the camera. I'm like, that that's not an ending. That Jimmy's ending of LSU quitting was better than that. Okay. All right. Whoever is writing those commercials shouldn't be fired. They should be put to death. Stoned Jeez. by a crowd of angry television watchers. Whoever's writing those commercials needs to be just not allowed to have a job. Yeah. Of any kind. I agree with you. Of any kind ever. Just of any kind. <laughs> you're in a like tent. You can't have a That's job. how you're gonna live. Yeah. Um it's like, it's like uh well I used to write the commercials. Will y'all let me sweep the floor? No, no. No, can't do no, that. Can't You'll screw do that it up either. You'll screw it up. All right. All right, buddy. We'll see how our predictions do. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.